Welcome to Hot Local Singles. Welcome to the ho- the podcast, <laughs> the most prolific podcast. Literally, an episode every day. It's like, it's like Joe Rogan. We never stop. Joe doesn't stop working ever. <laughs> he really doesn't. I like watched two videos of his on YouTube, and now I get all of his. And it's like the amount of content he puts out is like incredible. I'm a Roganista now. I'm a Roganista. Um, <laughs> Anyways, welcome to this better podcast where we talk about music, pop culture, um, sex, love, <laughs> anything but what Joe Rogan's talking about. And today we're going to talk, we're going to go back to our regular format and talk about some singles that have been released in the past few weeks, if not months actually, because it's yeah. been a while since we've done this. A couple months of yeah. pop singles and pop albums. We'll start with singles, right? Yeah, we'll start with singles. But then then afterwards, we have like a variety of albums, varying degrees of relevance and cultural impact. (laughs) Obviously, as usual, we rate everything we talk about here, a binary of hot or local. Mm -hmm. Okay, if it's local, it's populist and like efficient, still might bang. Yeah, (laughs) you're coming through with like actual definitions. If it's hot, it's art pop. And I think that goes without saying. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I mean, we're going to change it next week, but for this week, that seems like a good category. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Should we start with the first single? And we're starting with a huge one. Humongous. This one kind of just slipped by our, I mean, I guess two episodes ago now. Yeah. It's Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. What is her to say? She's gone back to her early days. No more adult contemporary Gaga. But it still lingers in her. I feel like she lost a bit of, a bit, not a lot of her cool. Like Lady Gaga of the early 2000s is never going to come back. Hmm. I think she's just like an older person. She's not interested in like crazy looks. She's not interested in like edgy music videos. Um, hmm. And I think that's fine, I guess, if that's what she wants to do. This song was a huge grower for me. Like, I first I hated it, but now I listen to it and I like it. In a way, like, this, like, 10-year-old throwback vibe is exactly what I'm kind of looking for. Like, I think it sounds better than ever now that we are stuck inside. Yeah. Like, I like a 2010 throwback. I think that's actually great. It sounds a lot like art pop to me. Like, memories of a time when we could go outside. It is is art pop. It is more art pop than it would be, like, the fame. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just because there's so many layers of production on that song. I feel like you listen to that and there's like just so much noise, but it works. Mm-hmm. I think it was so easy to criticize when it first came out because visually it's, it was a bit of a flop. Just like the music video looked so bad. Yeah. I mean, Gaga is such a fashion pop star, right? She came up as like the fashion pop star back in 2010 because she was the only one who was doing that at the time. Like, no offense to Katie, but Katie has never been about that. Rihanna only got into that after Lady Gaga. So she always has a high expectation for what she's going to look like. Right. And then she looked like trash in this music video. No offense to her stylist. The music video shot on iPhone, yeah. She looks like a drag queen. It's all coming back to me, yeah. 
the color grading was fucked up. It like mm-hmm. was clearly shot on an iPhone in a bad way, which was actually some kind of surprising to me how badly it mm-hmm. did look. Her looks have so many zippers going around. Like there's there's just it just speaks like drag queen who gets eliminated on week two. <laughs> her looks. Uh, right. But the song I mean the song is not something special, but it's it's a good pop song. I think so I'm excited for the album. Yeah. So fucking yeah. catchy. It's okay, we have Charlie to release music in the meantime. And then also, like, I just remember, like, right after this this shit started, she had that photo shoot on paper magazine. Those visuals were way more interesting than anything she did for that music video. Mm. So I don't really get it. I don't really get what she put out that music video looking like that. But the song yeah. is good. Like, the color of her skin changes from shot to shot. It's wild, actually. <laughs> it's like Ariana Grande, like, yeah, super yeah. cut of her, like, skin changes. Yeah, super cut <laughs> of, like, a tanning session. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I forgot. Remember. Oh, I think what you were saying earlier about... I I, I do think that it could be good for Lady Gaga. Like, Lady Gaga has done everything at this point. She's done, like, crazy pop. She's done, like, normal pop, then crazy pop, then at all contemporary fucking jazz oscar-winning movie so in a sense her next move it, it seems logical to be like okay it's gonna i'm gonna get nostalgic now and go back to what i used to be so i don't hate it for her i feel like if anything earned if any artist earned the like right to do nostalgia is lady gaga mm. yeah i don't know it's just it just sounds good to me like i don't really care about the mythology of lady gaga in a way right. i never really have it sounds like a bob you're a katie fan yeah, i'm a katie fan but even with Katie, it's like I don't really expect her to like have a narrative yeah, in the history of Lady of um of Katie. It's just like she releases the bops, I press play. That's kind of <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> it's a good song. Okay. Honestly, probably Charlie XCX could have like written and released Stupid Love, and I think that's a compliment, but maybe not to people who love Lady Gaga, you know? Yeah, yeah. All the little monsters are gonna protest. The little monsters want like some other kind of pop star, maybe is what that's about. Yeah, the you little think? monsters are so annoying. Anything so she annoying. does, they're gonna hate. First of all, they've ditched her. Like they are not loyal at all. No, no, no. They're the least loyal fan base. Yet. Like they yeah. get so upset. Like, what do you yeah. want from her? Holy shit! <laughs> she has like arthritis or whatever. Give her a break. <laughs> you know what? Actually, Aging. one thing about She's that playing? video is that it looks like her knees are in pain the entire time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? yeah no, she's, she's like a little bit dances. stiff yeah. yeah she doesn't dance like she used to dance yeah i mean she's 10 years older than when she started they're gonna say 10 um, years older than us i was like whoa <laughs> that's probably true though it's probably true she does look a bit 37 if this is probably her last this is probably her last like dancing album she's gonna go back to uh jazz after this and never dance again there was something demeaning about the choreography yeah i don't, I don't think she needs it honestly <laughs> In those space you know costumes, what it looks like visually, like it looks like it belongs in the Trolls soundtrack. The Trolls world oh, yeah. tour, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Why is that true? Some I mean, Kylie Minogue Trolls um, mashup sounds that awesome. That actually would be a great segue for our next track. Oh yeah, what is it? Oh my god, it's literally the <laughs> Trolls soundtrack. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm Let's down. Move on. Gaga, I want to see hot. Honestly, I think it was like yeah, it's hot for me. Yeah, I love it. I think if you can make your fans that upset, there's something to it. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so the next song is indeed from Trolls World Tour, available on <laughs> iTunes now. Um, it's called The, the Other movie, Side. Right? Yeah, the movie. <laughs> the movie and the soundtrack. And the song. We should watch the movie. We should literally watch the movie. Yeah. 
Um, it looks amazing. They like visit different trolls, and each troll is a different genre of music. <laughs> oh my god! I saw that. I saw that it was that because some drag queens are like part of their promotional campaign or something. So this song's called "The Other Side." It's like the annual Justin Timberlake troll exactly. song, yeah. but this one's with SZA, and I think they give her a lot of airtime. They give her a I lot. Think of they it. make good use of her. Yeah. From what I remember, she even starts the track. Should we listen? Lokia Bob. <laughs> she looks great in the music video. Did you watch it? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, you know what? No, I do remember watching it because it gave me flashbacks to Rock Your Body. Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of like cube set piece? Yeah, and the camera might be something like that. Like I think it was a throwback. Yeah. Set at like their knee level and like looking up a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I'm into it. I mean, it's um, just, it just reeks of money, doesn't it? Um, it's money. This is like, the song was didn't touch any human be- like no human yeah. beings touched the song in the production it was just like not even machines it was just money produced the song it like sounds yeah. lush yeah like lushly produced like money 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 um, money i wrote like after i listened to it i wrote this is pop for biden voters and i mean that <laughs> quite literally like for suburban moms t okay I and love it works it, it works like how like these people manage to like crack the code of the human pleasure centers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally like ai was involved in like getting the hand claps just right <laughs> <laughs> like probably a focus group max martin's involved yeah. i'm seeing like a focus group also to the listener josh is famous for being a part of a focus group for making the cut this has nothing to do with that, <laughs> i just remember you just want to out me yeah for the amazon yeah. original making the cut did you get paid for that i got 200 no way for watching for sitting there and watching TV. the first episode yeah what did you think about it when you watched it yeah we can talk about this okay well <laughs> i i mean I, I tweeted this basically but um i told them again the show reeks of money but the music is like a huge tell that like they ran out of money somewhere you know like right, yeah, yeah. i was like just buy a few songs use them well and it'll be like the most expensive show I've maybe ever seen. You know what I mean? I know. It looks so expensive. It's crazy. Yeah. And they like travel so often. Apparently they were originally going to travel every single episode somewhere new. And oh, that's crazy. where Amazon was like, okay, maybe every other episode. <laughs> like to avoid it being an actual travel show, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, yeah, I told them it was pretty funny and like really fun to watch. <laughs> and like the fashion was like pretty good. <laughs> but it's just the music is so shit and so loud the music too. Music is the worst thing about that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think the show kind of is like the troll song. It's just money. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing you notice about both things is the money aspect of it. How much production value went into both of them? Yeah, um, agree. I don't think it's necessarily better than Project Runway. I think Project Runway is better. Mm-hmm. But I missed Heidi and Tim. I like them. I like them too. It's a dynamic. I the Carly Claus seasons of Project Runway, and they're not as good. Um, I can also say, in terms of like soundtrack money, movie money, whatever, I rewatched 2019's Charlie's Angels last night. Oh, yeah. 
I can't believe you watched, period. You're probably the only person who's watched it, let alone watch it twice. Okay, so That's I remember crazy. our criticism of the soundtrack of Charlie's Angels mm-hmm. was it's like empty money, which is like a classic, I guess, line of criticism for us. It's like money for the sake of spending money. Yeah. But the way they edit that movie together, like, it's perfect. It's art. It's, it's literally it's art. art. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every single song fits in so well. There's choreography to that random remix of Bad Girl. What is that, Diana Ross? I don't oh, even know. Yeah, I think it is Diana. No, it's uh, Donna Summer. Donna Summer, my bad. It's amazing. It's like all gloss, but the music editing really is one of the best parts. That's crazy. And it sells the soundtrack, which is, I mean, in a way, the reverse of what it was meant to be. But yeah, it, it was right. good. And now yeah, yeah. twice. The movie, so. the movie just promotion for the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I'll watch it. I've wanted to watch that in Harley Quinn or whatever. Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, I do like a female ensemble movie. Don't watch that. Don't watch Harley Quinn. Really? I no, don't it. watch it. Oh, no, okay. I really didn't like it. Oh, crazy! I actively okay, okay. didn't. But okay, um, so I can recommend. It. I can recommend Charlie's Angels 2019. I love the Charlie's Angels cinematic universe. Like the 2000 ones are great. So maybe I like yeah. this one too. This is the, it's the same universe. Really? No, 2019. It's not a reboot. Yeah. It's the same universe. Oh, uh, crazy. Oh, that's fun. I would watch it if they brought back the three girls and then the three new girls. Yeah. Like Lucy, Cameron, Drew. Yeah. And, I mean, there won't because it flopped so bad, but. I know. Yeah. I literally found myself Googling like Charlie's Angels 2019 sequel. <laughs> And obviously, there's no <laughs> word of a sequel of that flaming um, pile of movie. It was a it was a big money loss. I wonder how movies are doing bringing it back to Trolls. I wonder if Trolls lost a lot of money <laughs> from being okay. released in the middle of a global pandemic. I think the like there. I said it. I said the p word. You did. Yeah, we promised yeah. we wouldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I heard it made fifty million the first weekend on iTunes through just like people watching it at home people paying 20 bucks a pop to, to watch it i guess kids kids just consume all that shit i mean their parents but yeah the other side the song we like it i, I mean can we call it hot probably not right it, no it's not hot it's like the division of local but we like mm-hmm. it also i think do you think this is better than the first one what's the name of that song i think it's better can't stop the feeling yeah yeah Oh, from the first movie. Well, that song, yeah. I can't, I couldn't stand. Like, that had, like, a yeah. Happy by Pharrell vibe that was just, like, maddening. They were just trying so hard to replicate Happy with that song. Mm-hmm. This one, at least, is, doesn't have that goal in mind, so it's a, a song on its own, and it's better. It's actually listenable, and yeah. I do thank SZA for that. They let yeah, her have see, yeah. time. And they kind of, like, <sighs> maybe know that there's, like, Justin Timberlake fatigue in the world. Yeah, that everyone hates him now, except for, like, suburban moms. Yeah, so they, you know, they put him on the, the bench a bit. They benched him, <laughs> is what that's called. That's local. So from one local track to another. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous by... By the legend, the icon. An absolute favorite, Allie yes, Brooke. Okay. <laughs> of Fifth Harmony. This is the queen of the pod, Allie fucking Brooke. Yeah, we fucking love Allie Brooke. You have to hear um, this song. This song sucks. So let's play it. Don't 
she doesn't need that sample but then she doesn't need that songs (laughs) 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 i wrote down she has bad instincts and bad taste (laughs) is what (laughs) Why is that a scathing teardown of Allie Brooke <laughs> on a, my podcast? <laughs> no Allie Brooke shade in my podcast. Um, that's like when we were talking on the group chat with Andy, how when in making the cut, they say like the taste level thing is a problem. That's like the most scathing thing yeah, you can say. The taste isn't there. That's what they yeah. say. I think there's taste think- involved <laughs> with Allie Brooke. Are you kidding? You mean bad taste? <laughs> <laughs> so we have what the moulin rouge sample yeah exact this song suffers from like the bop allergy syndrome which is where (laughs) the like the (laughs) drop is like a reverse drop and that it like halves the tempo instead of turns it to a bop you know what i mean that's That's like analysis yeah that's a classic issue with witness of Katy perry fame too every song on that album like doesn't let you go there you know what i mean yeah, it yeah, doesn't totally. like get gay enough I've, i did notice the sore and drop and i wrote the sore of the 2010 sounded a bit dated but i mm. think that what you're saying makes more sense not that it's dated it's just that it's done incorrectly or whatever yeah it like doesn't want to be too fast it like doesn't want to be a high tempo but, song because yeah. it is ultimately for spotify yeah so it's local as hell um, it's local as hell i mean i wrote like i guess that was done when i wrote this song because this is so mean I wrote all starts are all pop stars are regarded and stupid. Mm-hmm. They don't have good references or ideas. They only have money, and then they were. It's evident that Ali doesn't have that money. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a good team behind her. That's but so she's sad. an icon. I think there's something iconic about her in in the way that we've mythologized her. But that's it. <laughs> mythologized yeah that is that is what this is isn't it i just like how she clearly dipped into the 5h demo pile yeah i mean what what other demo you're gonna dip into yeah i guess i mean it all it just sounds like of that era to me of the fifth harmony era right yeah like it also kind of proves that fifth harmony could have been one person (laughs) like this could have been if this could have been fifth harmony that could have been one person you know (laughs) Like, they didn't need all those people. <laughs> it should have been just Allie Brooke. We definitely didn't need Camila Cabello. <laughs> the pop culture as a whole never needed that. Now we said it. Fifth Harmony was Allie Brooke. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Take that as you will. And I do feel bad for her. Poor girl. She got, like, a bad deal. Like, you know how in those pop groups, they just choose one they're going to support after? And she was, like, n- number five on the yeah on the list. Well, what about Dina Jane? Where did she rank? I think she's fourth. You think I she's fourth? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> totally, yeah. It goes Camila and Armani, Lauren, Dina, and Ali fucking Brooke. Oh, I think Lauren is third. No? No, you're right. You're totally right. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. So from what, fifth to fourth, let's say, we have a, new, we have a song by Dina Jane as well. DJ. Oh, right, right after that. Oh, amazing. Called Miss the Spot. I think we should listen. I think we should. I know you love it when you go down number. Rain calling you, we making thunder. Funny shot underneath these covers. I'm a light to the end of the
is a combination of work from home and the song they they put out right after the Flex. You remember that song? Barely remember that song. Flex time to impress. I like those two songs actually, so which is why I remember. But this seems just like a rehash of. That. <laughs> yeah, it does. And also, same issue. The fact that this isn't Fifth Harmony is shocking. Right. Like it sounds like there's five people singing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like wow. It goes to show how much pop music is just like so many layers of vocals. Yeah. Doubling, tripling, remember, quadrupling. Yeah, I remember back in the day when I lived in Toronto, um, we were in the living room with Sierra listening to God is a Woman by Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. And David Patterson came and was telling us that his friend, I don't know, worked as a producer and that he showed him like the layers of foot production and that mm-hmm. pop stars usually have like 60,000 and that rappers just have like a very thin... Oh. I don't mean, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that because I feel like rappers usually sound like shit live. I fully believe that. True. I fully believe that. Yeah, the amount of layers of the chorus alone is probably huge. Yeah, huge. And the ad-libs and, yeah, totally. The vocal runs, lots of track. Dina Jane, local. Local, absolutely, yeah. Queen of local. I mean, she's running a Fifth Harmony, like, tribute band at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, her and Allie Brooks should probably get together. Yeah, right? like, Just for all time's sake. <laughs> a Vegas residency? No, like an Atlantic City residency. I'm so happy. I'm so happy they're around. Yeah, I love them. I fucking love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Again, though, I am regressing. And that's why I like Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. That's why I like right. this fucking Justin Timberlake trolls thing. It's it's all the same. Yeah, I am regressing. <laughs> You're having a psychological breakthrough. You can tell your therapist now. <laughs> psychological breakdown, yeah. <laughs> yeah, breakdown. You mentioned the doubling, tripling, the vocal layering of mm-hmm. pop music, right? And how maybe rap music has less to layer. It's funny you mention yeah. that because Azealia Banks has released a couple songs in the past mm-hmm. couple months, and they prove your point. That right, rap right. has less layers necessary. And I think, mm-hmm. honestly, these are demos because there's actually only one these layer of her so voice. Demoing? They, yeah. Like there's nothing happening in your ears. There's no ear candy. There's no vocal runs. There's no ad libs. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I mean, one of them has a vocal run, Does but it? it's Azalea's vocal run that is so annoying. Like I feel like Azalea needs to. Like she's not a bad singer, but I feel like there's just times when she goes into her like Broadway singing, or I don't know what right. the fuck to describe yeah. that. No, it's a good way to describe. And it. it doesn't sound good. It just doesn't sound good. So we have two songs here. We have Salchik, oh, Salchichon, Salchichon, Feet. Yeah. Onyx, which I guess is the producer, and then we have one eight hundred new checks. New checks. I actually really like one hundred new checks. I like them both. I mean, yeah, the vocals are dry though. Like the vocals yeah, are like unprocessed so mm-hmm. and like probably too low. So yeah, let's yeah. listen to uh, both. So Chichon featuring Onyx. The song is insane. I'm about to fight that clip and just pop the Glock and put you niggas on the front I mean, it's so funny to me that she's singing in Spanish because she, she sings with like a really good accent. Like she sings like mm. someone from like a Caribbean Spanish speaking country, like the Dominican Republic. And she sings it really well. And this is like a huge throwback to like early reggaeton. It sounds like real, yeah. like real, like made in a basement reggaeton from like, yeah, yeah, totally. before that Yankee was even born, like like real OG shit. Um, it's a fucking good beat. And she definitely said she grew up with Dominicans. 
I think she, oh, I think sense, like her yeah. babysitter or something was Dominican. She said once. I feel like a lot of people who grew up in New York just have that around them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that song's cool. I mean, it's unfinished, but it's un- so unfinished. Like it's cool, but yeah, also it's like not a good song. I mean, you know what no. I mean? So let's move on to one eight hundred new checks. I mean, I just no, I don't, I don't have that much to say, honestly. Just like it's interesting to see her career flopping in real time. Yeah, and I mean that's something we've probably said many times over the years, yeah. you know. But um, this to release this on Spotify is like an interesting choice, and like maybe even groundbreaking to be making streaming money from like unfinished songs. Yeah, because this is very SoundCloud. I know, yeah. And she has been releasing so much shit on SoundCloud that it was like nice to see her trying to like release yeah. official shit. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. She, she really fucked herself over with like I don't even know. And she put out Anna Winter was fine it was not enough to like keep her up going for like after five years of not releasing shit yeah and it sucks because she's a good rapper she's a good musician but she's fucking herself over essentially she seems to have trouble working with people obviously <laughs> like if she can't even get these songs finished you know i think that's mm-hmm. probably an issue and all of her, her collabs are flopped because she ends up attacking everyone on twitter yeah which we know i love her as a voice of her generation but i can see in like two to three years we're gonna be like oh remember azalea banks right i mean she's kept us going this long i feel like she'll find a way (laughs) she'll she'll be back if these were released on soundcloud i have a feeling we wouldn't even be talking about them maybe no we because we like to talk about finished pop songs yeah yeah yeah. but um (laughs) which is fair i think it's fair yeah but i i mean i'm happy she's doing something not that these are the direction i want from her necessarily but anyway we love her we love, st- yeah, we stand her. Not as much as Ali Burke, but she's a, f- a close a second. Of the pot. Yeah, close second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we do have a Lindsay Lohan single that must be discussed. <laughs> Begs to be talked about. <laughs> it's called Back to um, Me. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to this. At least she has vocal doubling. <laughs> like, at least she's layered. <laughs> I mean, at least it's a finished song, yeah. I'll say that. It is a song. There's something like... It's like outsider art or something. It's like a really good imitation of a pop song, you know? Right, no, exactly. That's what, that's what it is. It's like, to me, I wrote... It's She's essentially a housewife, and it sounds like a song that a housewife would put out. <laughs> like an imitation. Oh, like a real housewife. Like a real housewife, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that diagnosis of this... <laughs> illness that really it does sucks. need to be diagnosed yeah <laughs> uncurable but diagnosed at the very least no working on a vaccine <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be about like two to three decades till the vaccine comes out yeah um well you know what's really annoying she had that video that instagram video of her playing like a snippet of her new of her quote-unquote new track that she never released and mm. she was sampling um fuck what's the name of that song I want to say Better Off Alone, but no, it's not Better Off Alone. Is it oh. Better Off Alone? Yeah, it is Better Off Alone. The Alice DJ song. Right. And, uh, and everyone was like going off. Yeah, because that song's amazing. And so everyone's like, oh, Lindsay's coming back with real pop. She's going to save pop music, much like Hillary Dove did in 2015. 
um, but she didn't, and she released what Joshi just coined an imitation of a pop song. It's pretty local. I feel like the gays have been going off this like Lindsay Lohan revival, but it just give it a break. She's not gonna come back. She probably hates you. She's probably homophobic. And you <laughs> <laughs> fully, she just knows there's money in Mykonos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it kind of reminds me of React by Pussycat Dolls. I don't know. I think that I think the Pussycat Dolls song is better. It, it reminds me of it in the sense that they're both pop songs, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely deleting me saying that then. <laughs> no. Anyways. Uh, okay, let's move on. Party Next Door, Rihanna. Believe it. So this is from an album that we're not going to be discussing because there's only so many, like, man hours in a week, yeah. in a day, no. in a month. No. So, yeah, we don't stand Party Next Door, but we do stand Rihanna. You don't really need us to tell you that. So let's listen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a song. It's It's pretty harmless to me. It reminds me of um, that song Too Good on Drake's album with Rihanna, like Views. Criminal underuse of Rihanna, similar to Too Good. Yeah, exactly. This song to me is derivative and I won't remember it. Is he from Toronto? I always forget who is from Toronto. It's like most people in a way. Oh yeah, it is. It's Toronto-based singer Party Next Door. I mean, whatever. doesn't really make a difference. He's 101st in the world. (laughs) 101st in the world. That's like on Spotify. Yeah, it says 101st in the world. 101st. Yeah, 101st. 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 My breakdown begins now. Thanks to Party um, Next Door. It's local. Yeah, it's local. It's it's gonna sound good on local radio stations, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. I'm sure everyone's thrilled about that. Those radio stations on autoplay in this very moment <laughs> need a new song. So should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna drink some of my gay iced coffee to like ward I'm off drinking... the vibes of that song. <laughs> I'm drinking warm coffee, but warm coffee that's cold now. So Warmest gross. coffee. <laughs> okay okay bought a new brand of oat milk and they like removed the sugar instead of leaving in the natural sugar so i'm pissed oh really silk it's called i don't i don't i've never had oat milk actually oh the better brand is so fresh true what about oatly is that just an american thing oatly is great tastes like oh fresh so fresh i mean but the silk stuff is called like Oat, yeah, or like something so lobotomized, it's literally impossible to remember because it doesn't make any sense and has no connection to any words. It's called it's like, like oat, oat, please, or like oat. So I stupid. Like a lot of marketing is like that, just like words that made no sense. Like kind of like gay speak. Yeah, but not yeah. as funny. Not as funny. Not as genius, brilliant, show stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Technically brilliant. Technically brilliant, yeah. It's like the street version of the Gaga shit. Okay, let's play a good song. Are you down? Yes, I'm down. Okay, our next song to talk about is by Charlie XCX. She has a new song coming out on Friday, but this is from a couple weeks ago. It's called Forever. Yeah. Not a ghost here in my head. I'll always love you. I love you forever. 
Yeah, that's the chorus right there. It's a cute track. I like it. It threatens to go off the rails more than once, but it kind right. of writes itself more than once. Too. Yeah, I think you tweeted that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I like the parts that are clean. I think like the way it begins in a way is like a little. It's like borderline too noisy for me. Mm-hmm. But I get that. That's her kind of aesthetic. That's her thing nowadays. Yeah. The like overdriven sound. Yeah, and like it ends like that too. Yeah, it goes back and forth between it, but I think it does a pretty yeah. good job of balancing both sides, both sounds. I like it. I feel like Charlie has that problem usually. Like you never know how a song's going to go, but this one she right. like reigns it in perfectly. I think it works pretty well. Yes, it's balanced. It's not like a huge bop, but it's a cute song, I think. Yeah, I think a yeah. defining feature of a good, complete-sounding Charlie song is the final part, right? Like right. at the very end, there's like a, kind of final not verse but like at least it's not instrumental you know mm-hmm. she like sings a bit at the end yeah i'm listening to this right part mm-hmm. there, it's like a, it's a weird almost like emo rock vocal vibe or something because she's yeah, like I singing fast yeah i guess i don't really know what it sounds like but i really like it and i think a lot of stuff on her mixtapes and even charlie don't have that final hook that like really sell me on the song right this project like sounds perfect to be honest it's, so far. it's really fun it's really fun we were before we started recording we were talking about like joshi's sentence covid sleigh and like mm-hmm. what would be a covid sleigh and i was like this is a covid sleigh because this is she's like taking advantage of what's happening yeah and it's it's like i mean like i feel like i can pay attention to anything in pop music unless it's like somehow related to what's happening i don't know i just feel like she's really mm-hmm. using this moment and like actually making like Something that will look back and be like, oh, right, remember that COVID thing that happened? Like, real yeah. COVID, like the great COVID album is going to be this? The great COVID album, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and whether or not she's actually using the, like, interactions with her fans in a real way, like, I don't really care, but... I don't really care at all. It yeah. is ultimately marketing all of her, yeah. like, polls and, like, Zoom meetings with fans and stuff. <laughs> but um, I think it's cool. I think she, like, really makes good music when she is in a rush and, like, right doesn't have time to second guess the song that's coming to come out come out next which i think she's naming claws or something claws yeah the demo was called amazing. claws it's sound, it's amazing yeah yeah like it's the, so good the, the video she posted was like that sounds so fucking good it's like charlie yeah. to her most basic like she writes the most basic mm-hmm. but uh, stunning melodies always stunning. and that one has like that one sounds so good. Like, I don't know. I'm really excited for that one. I've, I've, I've been waiting for that one. I know. And and has, we've only been waiting like one week, but it feels yeah, like forever. Yeah. <laughs> and forever has that energy. I think it's what you were saying. It's just like Charlie when she's like at her most uncomplicated. Mm-hmm. So that like natural talent that she has for like cute songs comes out. Yeah. And it sounds so good. Yeah. I really like it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Check, check, check. Um, she like goes back think... to the roller coaster ride in the fast lane almost. Right, yeah. She says roller coaster ride and it almost sounds like unlock it for one second, yeah. you know, from the clip we've heard at least. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a list of nouns. It's amazing. Yeah. It's exactly Charlie, what she's good at. Charlie loves nouns, yeah. She really loves nouns. Charlie loves nouns. I do want to play devil's advocate for a bit and say I do think that the like marketing scheme fan show that you're talking about is mm-hmm. a bit corny. Mm-hmm. I think that Charlie leans a bit in the corny often and i feel like someone has to tell her to like yeah stop yeah i don't know i don't know what it is about her well i will say this um i was in a couple of her zoom sessions and (laughs) i guess like there was a setting that they checked off that gave me like an entry email like it was like thanks for joining the session and then 
whether or not they wanted it to, the email address was like at Atlantic Records, like head of right. marketing. So it was like a, <laughs> it was like an executive who started that Zoom totally, session for her. Totally. Oh my god. So and I like, see that. Yeah. I see that because I feel like when I think about like Charlie social media wise is corny and so easy to make fun of. Yeah. And I think it's just like she's talented, but she sometimes pays too much attention to what's happening around her. I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. she needs to not pay attention to what's trending or what the kids mm-hmm. are doing or whatever. Ultimately she's not good at posting, is she? Yeah, ultimately no. That's the real tea. She's good at like uploading to Spotify, but she's not good <laughs> at posting. Yeah, no, no. And very uh, few pop stars are good at posting, so you really can't blame her for that. No. No, like, I don't blame I, her. No. Like, Rihanna was good, but that was it. No one else has been good since that. Do you remember how good Rihanna was? Yeah, oh it's God. easy to forget that. The, C- the Sierra feud was just, like, oh, Trump level of, like, mastery yeah. of social media. Yeah. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. Speak of. Like, we still <laughs> use that sentence. To that's, like, that's almost a decade old, for sure, at this yeah, point, right? No, yeah, I think it is, yeah. Wow. What a queen. Good shit, yeah. And then Party Next Door gives her like half a chorus to sing. Literally, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. How fucking dare Fuck you? Fuck that faggot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the only explanation. Yeah. Closet monster. <laughs> well, I read some rumors that it wasn't him, but another Toronto, I want to say Tory Lanez is gay. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we um. need. <laughs> another Toronto gay. <laughs> <laughs> City's overridden by gays. More people to avoid on club quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the vibe that Charlie needs to stop getting into. Like, enough with the club quarantine, Charlie. Enough. Act like an adult. Make music for kids, but act a bit more adulty. Right. It's literally it's an impossible ask. Like a paradox. (laughs) Um, I was in club quarantine last night for Danielle Harrell. Real fun. And he didn't play Happy All the Time with Carly Vocals, which I've been asking him on Twitter for like... Literally publicly on Twitter, yeah. Five years or something. How dare he release that without Carly Vocals? I'm still mad about that. <laughs> um, how was Club Quarantine? I've never done it still. I find it like really unenjoyable, like thoroughly yeah, yeah. anxiety-inducing and like mm. makes me feel kind of bad. Because like ultimately <laughs> people are not isolating, you know? Like they're having fun with other people. Oh, you, you just see groups? A lot of groups, like the people having the most fun are not alone. So it just like makes me feel even more alone, you know? Yeah, totally. I see that. The music's good, but like it's just fucking gay. Like it kind of pisses me off. Right. It would only be fun with roommates, I feel like. Um, Yeah. Or if you're like an attention seeking psychopath who has no problem with like doing Mm. a choreography that you practiced beforehand in front of everyone in like a thong yeah yeah in like a thong in like high heels yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly yeah maybe i'll get there (laughs) 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 give me like one month in quarter and who fucking knows oh josh i'll give you like six months you're gonna be stuck here forever (laughs) stop i meant like one more month (laughs) oh man it's okay it's okay i'm working on the vaccine right now so oh perf thanks Uh, the vaccine for party next door yeah. <laughs> the gay vaccine that Pete was talking about. <laughs> I guess it was a pill. Same shit. The vaccine to bring Allie and Dina Jane into the world at a faster <laughs> pace. <laughs> the vaccine to make everyone a little Allie Brooke fan. We, we need to make up a stand name for her. <laughs> oh my god, Allie. Allie. Ooh. And then a Dina, like a DJ, like DJs, little DJs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> 
Love those two. Anyways. We just can't stop talking. We can't stop talking about them. Charlie is hot, I think. Yeah. But the snobby gays that are listening are going to disagree with us so much. Hey, Charlie's mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Whatever. She's making good songs. Who else is doing that? Haven't we suffered enough? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that shit. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. Mm-hmm. And the songs coming in the future seem to be hot too, based on the clips she played on Zoom. I'm so excited. So yeah, we have stuff to look forward to, which is great. Let's move on though. Let's move on, yeah. A concert we once shared in oh, yeah. person-to-person contact <laughs> is an Australian duo called Klo, K-L-L-O, a type of band you always have to spell when you say it out loud. And this song's called Still Here. Sounds amazing. Let's listen to it. Yeah, momentous. I wrote down burial mm-hmm. vibes. I think it's just the combination of like sadness and the drums. The break the beat. synth piano, I want to say. I don't know what that, yeah. Um, but I liked mm-hmm. it, yeah. Love her vocals. She sounds great to this day. Yeah, she always does. They have an album coming out soon too. I hope they release it. This isn't exactly a new sound for them maybe, but it's kind of exactly no. what they're good at. Yeah. And I don't think enough people know them for that to be an issue. So I'm happy they released that yeah, i think you're right about that like for us because i started following them after you got me into them so i feel like oh this is a bit more of the same but i mm-hmm. do agree with that it's like why change it if first is not broken and second no one really and has no one it. else is doing it like it's like such a perfect yeah, example right. of two genres that just work together like basically what r&b and like yeah 90s electronic music or something it's like perfect mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. And I think they also have, and this song specifically, especially has like a, a nice melancholy to it that then people like me who are into mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Lana Del Rey and that should kind of also get into Yeah, there's a coldness in the air. I mean, it's very of the moment. Mm-hmm. They picked a good single, I'll say that. Yeah. They're always a little bit dark though, aren't they? Yeah, they're always a bit sad, yeah. They're like going through it at all times. <laughs> at all Fucking time. cousins. Well, that's what you get when you live in Australia. I will say that their cover art is always like a little bit too romantic. I think they're cousins, right? Like we've talked about this. Wait, what is it? They're just like. I think we googled it at some point. Yeah, and then they're forgot. always being like cute. <laughs> I mean, they're fucking hot, first of all. Yeah, yeah, but they're but... always being cute together. You know what this is? It's just like it's the natural progression of what Aluna George could have been, and I don't really know why they right. they are so defunct at this point, but. The elements are similar in a yeah. way. Chloe and Aluna George. The sound is a bit similar, yeah. But I think Chloe ultimately are doing it better. And like no one else. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. <sighs> okay, I'm out of coffee. And then the last single. Yeah, last single. The last single and then we move on to sure. albums. Wow, we really picked... Okay, well, I don't even want to get into it. but Yeah, we're going out with a bang. So this is brand new. This is called I'm Ready. It's Sam Smith and Demi Lovato, seemingly Olympics-themed. Oh, I guess there were supposed to be Olympics. And then music video literally uses the Olympic logo, which I guess means it was an official song. And I'm looking at the video right now, and like the 
the thumbnail is like them with like medals. Fuck, let's listen to this shit. Ew, that makes it so much worse. It's a cold night in my bed in the heat of the summer. this like to use a one word bombastic production style the worst kind of bombast and i hate i feel like if there's two vocalists that i hate is that these two people especially demi lovato i feel like there hasn't been anything in years that demi is in that i don't yeah. actively hate like every time she's in something i'm bound to hate whatever it bound. is bound bound that song with christina aguilera i've never heard a worse pop song in my what's life what's it called i don't even recall um I don't know, but imagine the two like scream queens of the world in one song together. It was just like thousands of vocal runs, <laughs> etc. Thousands <laughs> of vocal runs. <laughs> Sounds like heaven. And, and that's the problem with these singers is that they prioritize showing mm. their vocals over the yeah. melody. And it's like, girl, we've known you. You know you're we know you're a good singer. Just let the song happen now. I agree. First of all, this song could not be more local. So I think we can agree with that. Yeah. Also, yesterday yeah. was that like one world live stream featuring like every pop star in the world. Yeah, right. Curated by Lady Gaga, I guess. <laughs> but like there were some real sh- stinkers going on in that live stream. <laughs> and everyone was doing that thing you just said of screaming right. in their literal living room. <laughs> like it was just like the most ridiculous energy. And not only that, the acoustics. Yeah. Like oh, it, because they it, have like huge rich places. It like hurts. It hurt. Like everyone was over singing right. and every single note like rang out in this awful way. Everyone except oh um Charlie Puth. He like whisper sang. But Charlie even like Puth. Kesha was screaming. Charlie, Charlie. Fucking screaming, Kesha was. Um <laughs> Kesha was. <laughs> like everyone was just singing terribly. A few people sang outside, which I thought was like genius. Cause like just acoustically right less i guess harsh reverb but people did not get it together like there was no audio quality there was it was really rough i didn't see that but you were sending us like uh clips not clips just pictures throughout the day i was like yeah fuck that looks unbearable heidi klum tim gunn like literally name someone they were there (laughs) (laughs) pre-recorded video it wasn't even fucking live was ali brook there (laughs) okay i I stand corrected ali brook wasn't there so not everyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dina Jane wasn't there. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that looked so annoying. It was so annoying. I, I had it on though. Yeah. We should talk about albums. Maybe I need to like get a drink or something. Yeah, should we? T- it would be a good time for a break. I put it in an order at Bulk Barn the other day, but the thing is, you had to like list all the items, obviously, but then like also list the weight of the items. Oh, that's really hard. So I did 500 grams for everything, and it was a $100 order. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Like, every single chocolate-covered thing. Like, chocolate-covered cranberries right. and um, oh, yeah. almonds and espresso beans and, like, toffee pieces. I kind of went Hammington. That's so good. I used to $100. go to Bulk Burn all the time. Remember? Yeah, fuck, I love that You place. can go, but you have to order ahead now, obviously. You know what I love? They're like, oh my, what are they called? Oh my gods or whatever. They're like those clusters of chocolate and like peanuts and caramel. Like O'Henry, but I forgot. Bulkington. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. What have you been up to in quarantine? 
Well, I've been working. I'm like lucky to oh, say yeah, I've been working, working but yeah. not for long. It's my last week, in fact, with a mm-hmm. job. I had to like do a Zoom call with my boss um, last week to confirm that like I wasn't being renewed, you know? It was so yeah. awkward. I mean, I'm glad I guess it wasn't yeah, in person, but it was really awkward. I feel like I'd rather it be in person. I feel like that's so awkward. I was literally thinking oh. about this in the shower. I was like, I can't tell what's worse. Yeah. Ultimately, I think I'm happy I could like have a screen between us, but yeah, it was really awkward. But you have to act so much more, I feel like, or just your face is so there. I was so thinking about my face. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I like had um, to, I mean, I had to just speak like I had a job. I was like, thank you for the opportunity, like all this shit. It sounded so gay. Right, right, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nuts. That's what they love, though. And they were like, yeah, we'll keep you in mind for future shit. I was like, okay, I mean, no one's hiring, come on. <laughs> yeah, and you will, they probably won't be hiring for a bit. That I literally sucks. trained replacements, salaried, yeah. They don't need, they don't oh, need really? anyone else. Oh, sure, that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, movies. Yeah, movies. You've been watching a lot of movies. Yeah, okay, follow me on Letterboxd, at JoshCore, please. Any recommendations for our listener? Well, Charlie's Angels of twenty of twenty nineteen. Right. Um, period. You can look at my ratings period. on Letterbox though. Period. I've been I've been working on my thesis, which is due in two months. Wow, exciting. Um, yeah, it really fucking sucks to be working on my thesis right now because it's like I feel like when you're doing this kind of shit, it's nice to have the counterbalance of like going outside, having drinks with your friends. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I'm always thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. I've been playing a lot of SimCity Build It on my phone. Oh. Like a lot, like stupid amounts of it. Okay. Like detrimental to my mental health. Um, I tried playing that. It, it was like too slow. You know what I mean? It's so fucking it's slow. so annoying. Yeah. It's so fucking slow. But then that's the thing that once you get into it, you're kind of hooked because it takes so long. Mm. But doesn't it make you wait like hours to do like stuff? Literal hours. Like I've been playing for months now. Okay. Yeah. yeah Have you paid money? So be stupid. honest. No, I haven't paid anything. Thankfully. Are you like on the verge of paying money? Every day. Wow. Every day I'm like, fuck, I want to pay for this. Fuck, I want to pay for this. Be careful. I know. But it's like, I feel like the fun stops being, the game stops being fun once you pay. Right. And maybe if I pay, I would get less addicted because like, mm. because I'm addicted because I have to do all these tasks to get like the money. Like grinding tasks. Yeah. 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 But anyways, it's been, it's been distracting. It's been good. I've been watching a few movies. I watched, um, movie with mick jagger last night called performance oh that was fun and i watched a lot of housewives okay what else have i watched? i'm struggling with housewives a bit of new york and yeah, you're, you're not Beverly Hills. I, i'm having trouble yeah working them into my lifestyle i don't know i don't know why <laughs> the last Roni was depressing it was sonya getting way too drunk really yeah like and i don't I'm know like, if i, I like, want that anymore no i like sonya but last night i was like I don't know. This is a bit depressing to see mm. you like get kicked out of a house party when you're like pushing 70. Right. Yeah. But anyways, it's been my life. I've literally watched like 20 movies this month so far. It's crazy. Yeah. You've been watching so many movies. I can recommend this Cronenberg one called existence mm. with the Z at the end. I've seen that. That one's good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's really it's great. So good, yeah. yeah. And it like weirdly has like a, who's that Australian hottie or something. Who's in that? Choice of one. Jude Law. Okay, I guess he's British. I was wrong. He's British, yeah. And like Willem Dafoe. It's like, to me, better than The Matrix, I'll be honest with you. It's very similar to The oh, Matrix. Oh yeah, you're a Matrix hater. 
Yeah, the dialogue is shit ass in that movie. Like, I mean, it's so yeah. stupid. It looks yeah. great though. I recently, I recently tried watching actually Speed Racer, the like Wachowski sisters movie. Oh, I want to um, watch that, but I didn't. I didn't get into it. The thing is that I have to watch all these like Pasolini and Fassbender movies for my thesis, mm. and that's like it takes a lot of energy. So once I finish watching that shit, I'm like the last thing I want to do is watch another movie. Okay, fair enough. Speed Racer yeah. looks good. It's like it got like it got like panned when it came out, but I think it's getting a resurgence on on the Tumblr like blogs, film, Twitter. I love a movie with like a comeback, you know? Yeah, totally. Like Jennifer's Body is very that. Oh, uh, that's like the quintessential example of that. Yeah, like bloggers bringing it back. It was fine. I watched that recently, and I was like, it was funny. Definitely not a bad movie. I don't know why everyone hated it so much. Ultimately, I do need a movie to be funny. I think I do too, actually. Even like a drama, yeah. It just feels like something's yeah. missing if it doesn't have a funniness. Yeah, totally. An awareness. I watched Last um, Night. It's a movie set in mm-hmm. Toronto about the last day of the world. Sandra O's in it. What's it called? It's called Last Night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you watched it last night. No, I watched it a few weeks ago. It's 90, 1998. Don McKellar, who's like a familiar face, if you look him up. He directed it and stars in it. Have you watched 1917? 1917, yeah. I saw that in theaters, in Did, fact. Oh, well, remember that? Yeah. yeah, remember theaters. I saw it in IMAX, of all things. Wow, crazy. Which I think was worth it. I don't know if it would be interesting at home, honestly. Did you like it? Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be. I've never, I never watched it. I never okay. Watched it. Yeah. yeah. I missed a lot of the Oscar movies from last year, from this year, I guess. Because you were, like, busy writing about other ones? And I just wasn't interested. Like, the only ones that I was interested in was, like, Tarantino I watched in the, when it came out in the summer. Parasite, mm. you kind of had to watch. Kind of had um, to. I watched Joker, and weirdly, I really liked Joker. No, I didn't. I watched, like, almost every Oscar movie last year because of work, mostly. Because I was, like, looking at torrents of them all day for work anyway. That's a reveal for the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Okay, movie talk. Also, something that I've been doing a lot, very detrimental for my mental health, mm. is going on Twitter <laughs> and reading the tomes length discourse on any subject, including uh, Fiona Apple. Thank you for the segue. Yeah, anything that happens these days, there's just like Bibles written about it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's just too much, too fucking much. People are online, people are tweeting. People be tweeting, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I agree. It's um, enough to make me want to quit listening to music, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, we have a job to do. And that's to yeah. tell our listener what they need to listen to for the past couple months. Yeah. Because I would argue, like, the number of albums that have come out recently is a pandemic unto itself. <laughs> there are so fucking many. The music is spreading, human to human contact, transmission, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Brain cell um, to brain cell. <laughs> far too much music and far too many takes on that music. So yeah, we're going to rate all the albums a zero or a one, and we'll help you figure out what to listen to based mm-hmm. on what's happened in the past few weeks and months. I mean, we have to start with Fiona, right? Fiona Apple. Yeah. I mean, it's the most recent and it was the most discursive. That's the thing. Everything's been said to death. Touch the bolt cutters. Uh, yeah. perfect 10 on pitchfork which i think the album this album would not have had the amount of discourse if it wasn't for that perfect 10 right because that never happens never happens and 9.5 people would have been like oh yeah whatever it's good mm. the 10 just set everything everyone off well it's also the one line right <laughs> 
I think that's hilarious. Like the way you used it to like make fun of whatever it was. I like replied to a chart data tweet that was like ten years ago today. Day and night was released by Kid Cudi, and I was like, no music has ever sounded quite like it. <laughs> and honestly, you can use it for everything, and it works. That song is incredibly COVID. The lonely, the lonely loners alone at night. At yeah, night or whatever. the lonely yeah. stoner <laughs> the lonely stone. likes to free his mind at night. <laughs> That's COVID tease. That's a COVID slay. Way before COVID was a thing. But that line of the Fiona Apple review is just ridiculous. Like, mm. come on. Come like, on. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like very few albums could ever be described like that. And Right, yeah. No music has ever sounded quite like it. Maybe when, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, like literally, like, genre inventing albums is the only thing that you can say that about. I went into that sentence alone in good faith, you know? Like, I was like, okay, yeah. what does this writer mean by that? Like, what is that writer hearing? And ultimately, my brain can't bend that far. Like, it's just not true. <laughs> it's not true, especially when you consider... This sounds a lot like a couple of her tracks on her last album, like Hot Knife. But there's there's a lot of her songs on that album, The Idler Wheel from 2012, that are very similar drums yeah. and very similar, like, vocal style. Um Right. So to me, it's like saying that it sounds like nothing. It's like, no, this sounds like Fiona Apple's last album. It literally sounds like Fiona Apple. How can Apple. you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this um, is actually a cl- kind of a classical divide of this pod where you mm-hmm. listen to Fiona Apple and I actively don't listen to Fiona Apple. Right. You tried listening to it and you hated it. There's a like a singer-songwriter divide on this podcast and it's, I think that's a tea, it's right? showing itself. Yeah. So I did listen to it and I, I mean, I couldn't stand it. Like I did listen to it all the way through, <laughs> but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. Like, we say pots and pans a lot, but this is pots and pans. This is pots and pans. Like, Sophie's not pots and pans. I think it's been overstated. I think Sophie's way more pots and pans than this. No, this is literally pots and pans no. in a kitchen, like, though. <laughs> <laughs> in a little kitchen. It probably is little pots and pans. Like, when you play the first track of this album, it's a beautiful piano melody. Mm-hmm. Yes, on top of that, there's some rough vocals and some rough percussions, but I feel like throughout, there's still, like, a easiness to it that i think mm-hmm. like i don't think it's really that pots and pans like arca's pots and pans this okay is, no there are different i want to say yeah, segments of the album though like yeah okay there's like a well there's full jazz there's full like scat mm-hmm. vibes like kim control <laughs> scatting but then <laughs> there's send me that video. yeah then there's the pots <laughs> and pans i would say a lot of it is like weirdly indigenous percussion <laughs> like I think I know what you mean. Well, it just sounds like it to me. Indigenous percussion, indig- indigenous singing styles. I feel um, like Fiona the- like settled this land, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I guess I know what you mean, but I associated with more like jazzy. Well, scatty, to me, just is- two distinct sounds on the album. I like. I kind of like the jazz songs. The jazz songs are good. I feel like I'm looking at the, how we listen to the album and. The second half, I have hearts on most of the songs, like Ladies of a Balloon, Cosmonauts. Mm. Um, I think they're, so, they're good songs. But yeah, I guess I don't see that like okay. indigenous vibe. But I feel like she's cosplaying indigenous, honestly. Oh my God, I think you're pushing that. Like I can see the resemblance, but I don't think she's cosplaying indigenous. I think she She's is. not Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> <laughs> At least Elizabeth Warren doesn't <laughs> record music about it. But I will give you this. This album, if... Trolls is for Biden voters. This album is for Warren voters. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. I think. Like, the vibe of it is very, like, um, liberal feminists kind of. Mm. I mean, the narrative kind of is that. 
but then why why do you like it then i think it's a great album because i think musically is really good okay she has a lot of great like one-liners and lyrical turns of phrases and that's a thing that i feel like she's the most praised for Mm. always yeah but that's the kind of shit that you realize after listening to an album for like sitting with an album for like a couple of weeks right Um, i think though this album firstly did not deserve a perfect score okay now we said it secondly (laughs) it's not her it's not i mean at least till now it's not her best album to me at all Hmm. like like when you listen to her early shit she has way more melodic moments that are like less abrasive i think there's an like abrasiveness to this album that is a bit like it goes too far yeah but i still think it's a good album i mean i feel like it's like the discourse just made it seem like you either had to hate it or you had to like believe that she was changing music i think that's accurate i think that's what's happening right but there's no there was no place for like it's a good album but it's not groundbreaking okay fair enough yeah to me it's like i have never listened to her and it's not it doesn't like have an intersection with anything i ever listened to to be honest Mm. so the way i sort of explain it to myself is like the lyrics of kate nash and like the cellos of Nora Jones, you know what I mean? Like I actually have nothing to compare it to, which is pretty rough considering I'm talking about it on the podcast. But yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, fair enough. It's like when I learned I liked the weekend last episode. It's like that. I feel like a lot of it too. Like a lot of the discourse was um, the Fiona Apple fan is annoying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the image or the prototypical Fiona Apple fan is like Apple cores. Yeah, Apple Corp, as you call them, is a PhD student <laughs> with cats. She bakes bread, mm, has a ever. bit of bangs. Does she ever, yeah. Um, and I think that makes it easy to hate on her. Mm, but I think that the music is good. I think Fiona Apple Corps do feel persecuted. <laughs> I think they have felt yeah, yeah, persecuted totally. in a persecution complex. A very classical Stan way, you know, over the years of like not mm. getting very much attention, probably not getting as high scores on Pitchfork as they think is oh, right or enough discourse around. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what happens, right? Like people, look, the fans are so activated that it kind of boiled over in this like insane day on Twitter. And then, and then when the album came out, there was a lot of that performative, which uh tincture drone calls the tender queers. Yeah. Who tend to do that perform, which is a great term. I love it. Yeah. That. It's great. That, uh, that performative thing of like, I don't know, like face fronting video of them crying to like Fiona Apple in the background or like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like this like reiteration of like, yes, I've listened to this. Yes, I'm like part of this crew of people who are like, yeah. I don't know. There's like, there's something about the identity of being in an Apple core <laughs> that that day when it was all like a delusion, like everyone just po- posting it, it became so fucking annoying. Yeah, so annoying. A lot of people just don't have the same sentimentality that you have to have. You have to be a bit like too a bit sincere and like twee-ish to be mm. into this music. You have to be like into your own suffering and be like, oh my God, she reflects like what I feel. Right. It's um, fair to say It's fair to say I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. <laughs> it's just funny to me that this is what Fiona Apple is, you know, like after years of not really knowing, this is actually what right. it's been the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk about it anymore. I mean, the internet has already talked about it. Okay, let's move on. Safe to say on the binary of like, should the listener care about this album? Is it a zero or a one? Is one care? One's care, yeah. Yeah, I want to say one. I think just, yeah, the fact that it's a 10 on Pitchfork, first in like a decade, right. since yeah. my beautiful twisted dark fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so well. <laughs> Fantasy. It's a feat on its own, so listen yeah. to what the hype's about. 
and make your own opinion. And if you're into this kind of music, I think you'll like it. Okay. So we can go faster going forward, yeah, I would say. Yeah. A Little Dragon yeah. album was really well-made and cute to me. If you like a Little Dragon, you'll like the album. And I think it's a one. It's like a household album. Like, it does sound okay in the morning, you know? It's nice to play yeah, over coffee. Yeah. I think I wrote something about it being a bit too harmless and too, like, hip-hop beats to, mm. to study to vibe, but <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> no, yeah. it's. I mean, it's really a Little Dragon album. It, it hasn't really added anything new. But maybe people want that at this point. So it's yeah. a one if you like a Little Dragon, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> then we're just going to say that about everything. Literally, yeah. Oh, sorry, wait. The Little Dragon album is called New Me, Same Us. Thanks, Joshy, for actually <laughs> saying the important information about... The facts. Things. Yeah. And then we have a Rina Sawayama album. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's known for, like, kind of hyper-pop, kind of metal sound. Right. Kind of melded together, but kind of not. <laughs> to me, she just kind of drowned in that sea of artists like that. And I didn't really know who she was till you put Come Big Arson on the mm-hmm. last playlist and it like everything she does feels a little bit late to me too the album's called mm-hmm. sawayama which is her last name right and i don't know i mean i saw the music video for xs the other day and i thought it was pretty oh, cool yeah, me too. yeah i am having trouble getting excited about this honestly i think it might be a zero for me i think yeah i don't know i mean i feel like do, do you follow gianni on twitter i know he's a listener Mm-hmm. I forget what his handle is, and he said something about it sounding like a new liberal. And at first, I was like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" But then, when you listen to Chosen Family, I don't think I've heard a worst a worse song in a mm-hmm. long time. Chosen Family is a really bad song. Chosen Family the lyrics, is the Danielle Harrell production, from what I remember. Oh, really? Well, it has that the, the, classic Danielle Harrell like cute little hook thing, right? That almost sounds like a feature in a way. Like, doesn't really meld with the song. And that sort of cutie vibe with the lyrics of this, I think that what's so bad about the song is the lyrics. It really is just like this, I mean, just the name Chosen Family says everything. It's just it's like, feel good, like, don't worry, people hate you, just create your own Chosen Family kind of vibe. Yeah, and, you know, is that song queer baiting? Maybe it is. I think it is, in a way. Oh, I literally wrote, I do like the Firefly synth in the background, like Owl City Firefly Simon, which I am assuming is the Danny production. Um, I wrote down excess gives me a lot of Slater energy yeah. in that she takes the, the 2000 sounds and gives it a bit of like an edge. Right. So we have references for this entire album already from the past yeah. like year and a half. Literally from the past year and a half. So I, I, I just think... don't know. Like it just seems like badly timed and like in a way low concept. Yeah. Yeah. Because we I have Slater like and we have um, Poppy who did the metal, yeah, the metal side of it. And it's really just a combination of those two things. And I'm not sure yeah. she has iconic vocals. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, the vocals are not really what you stay for, unlike a lot of people we like. Yeah. When I was listening to this, I was like, just the last few tracks, I was like, these are actively bad. <laughs> like, I actively don't like this. Swan's, like, <laughs> actually holding his head while he does it. <laughs> like, in so much pain. Um, I don't even know if I, I got know. that far. The Akasaka Sad one was pretty good. That one like was that okay. Song. Akasaka yeah. Sad, yeah. I like Dynasty, like the opener, but mm. I, like overall, I would say this is a, an album that you, listener, can skip. You can skip it, yeah. You've heard it before. It's a Freudian skip, for, <laughs> as we coined earlier today. Yeah, like this is, I don't know. It's a zero. Yeah, it's a zero for me too. 
not without value, but ultimately yeah. in the grand scheme of the world, maybe you can listen to something else. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Uh, Empress of had an album out called... What's it called? I <laughs> love this game. Oh, it's called I'm Your Empress Of. Cute. Cute. I barely listened to this. You barely listened? Weeks. Okay. Yeah. I can I can give it a one, and I think it's more of a one than Dragon. Oh, okay. I almost said Dragonette, than Little Dragon. <laughs> I really, really like this album. And again, it's like perfect to listen to in your house. Mm. The song Not The One has been like bouncing around in my head for over a week now it's like almost ravey but there's like no kick drum it's cool you're not the one but you'll do for now basically is the the vibe of it cute yeah everything just seems so profound when it's about like love and sex when like none of that is currently happening in the world it's yeah yeah it feels even more sublime because we just it's like not what we have i guess i do have sex on love but it's actually exactly sublime that's exactly what the empress of album is to me and that song in particular, not the one. Okay, maybe I'll listen to it then. I'll follow your advice and listen. Thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put not the one on our episode playlist for the record. So yeah, maybe I'll put like one pick from each album on the playlist. In fact, mm-hmm. we can decide on that later. Okay, I'm happy to move on yeah, to the Yeji album. Yeji. So Yeji, yeah. Like Canadian energy, but isn't Canadian, you know? That's kind of what I get from it. <laughs> it's cute. The album's called What We Drew. She's like a queen of mid-tempo to me. I feel like she always puts out like pretty easy listening, very Spotify songs, hmm. but they're always good. You know, she doesn't really flop ever. To me, they're always like, yeah, I like this. It is surprisingly mid-tempo. I was kind of surprising like, like a ravier, like warehouse-ier energy, but no, it's very... Again, household music. Yeah, totally. Whether or not she intended it that way, it's kind of perfect for the moment. It is very chill, hip hop to like study to or whatever. Anime girl sitting in a window. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. I'm, I'm no, not really cool. mad good. at it. Wait, the waking up down song. I think it's. The, well, let me play it really quick. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I think we like that one. Waking up down. I have spell and I have money can't buy. I liked them all. Hmm. The second half of the okay. album has like more featured. Um, vocalists on it and I think she thrives when she's not kind of bedroom core you know when she, it's not right, her own totally. vocals yeah I give it a one it's definitely worth a listen I mean yeah I think it's worth a listen to if you play play it while you're cooking and shit you know yeah right while you're studying yeah that's right and what's next Lil Uzi, Uzi. had an album Wait, didn't we talk about this last no we didn't I forget it's called Whatever. Eternal A Take but it's also called Love Versus The World Too. Because it's like a deluxe version or something. Right, so okay. there's like 50 songs oh on it. Yeah, I'm looking at this. There's so many songs. It's like one of those things. It's so like genre based that if you listen to rap, yeah, you should probably hear it. Yeah. But I only liked the songs You Better Move and Celebration Station. Celebration Station. I like that one too. Yeah. I, I, had a trouble, I had a problem getting into it, I feel like, because I didn't listen to enough of this kind of rap. Yeah, it's too much of it. Like it's it just, really cheap sounding or something it, like yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, nothing yeah. to it really but celebration station i swear has an ariana vocal sample in there true i think so who knows I love the title yeah it's cute <laughs> it's actually very as yeah lobotomy station. title 
I give it a, I only give it a zero just because I didn't care about it. But I think you're right. If you like this kind of music, probably give it a listen. I think people who like it and will like it have already heard it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I think it's a no. I think it's a zero. And it, and also had like zero cultural impact. No. Like I didn't see anyone talking about it. Actually, in Celebration Station, he talks a little bit about how he's getting older. So true. <laughs> it's like awkward, actually. <laughs> he's literally 27, awkward. by the way. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so we'll put Celebration Station in the playlist. Um, mm. But let's move on. Eve's Tumor. Eve's Tumor. I listened to that and really liked that album. Actually. Heaven to a Tortured Mind. I'm trying to remember if I've even heard all of it. Do you think it's a one? For me, it's a one. One is, one is a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, one is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like on or off. And yeah, it's a one. On is one. It gave me like art, art rock vibes, like 70s Brian Eno type of shit. Mm. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I need to take your advice and listen to it fully. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely his most listenable shit too. Like his most accessible, I guess. And, so I, and I added Kerosene because I really like that song. You added the song Kerosene, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got some homework. <laughs> speaking of rock the, literally the strokes released an album did you listen to it once and only i listened to like a few songs of it it's called the new abnormal again a genre piece if you yeah, like the strokes because, you're gonna because the strokes to are like a genre to themselves so it's like yeah a very specific genre piece and it really is just more of that um yeah, yeah. a highlight for me is eternal summer it's far too long mm-hmm. but it has hook after hook it's it's so pretty. I like that song. Yeah. I don't like how this album sounds as a whole. Like, it's almost like a Steely Dan thing where, like, every <laughs> in, every instrument's, like, in a different ear hole, you know? Right. It's, like, really aggressively panned and mastered and mixed. It hurt my left ear a lot, I noticed, because there's always a guitar <laughs> in your left ear. Right. Anyway, that's maybe a personal preference. Okay, zero for me. Is it a one for you? I think it's a one. Um, okay. I love the Strokes. I used to love them when I was a teenager. And mm-hmm. this is at least better than the last album. The last album, what's it called? Come Down Machine, I think. Uh, like a red cover. Mm. Ultimately, it's what we, we talked about this on the group chat, how rock bands have the, I guess, privilege. But I think it's just a, a matter of how rock music works. Yes. That you don't have to do eras. You don't no. have to do like different sounds. Um, yeah. So this is... The strokes, classic strokes. Consistency is like upheld with yeah, rock, like preferred rock music. Yeah. Whereas if you're like a pop star, probably woman, it's like you better fucking change your look. You better fucking change yeah. your genre, your even. Yeah, literally your genre. Yeah. It's like fully, yeah, it's an unbalanced playing field. I think we have Madonna to blame for that. You but think? I mean, she's, ama- she's amazing at it, but mm. she invented this like idea. Her and Michael Jackson, I think, mm. were at the time were. Because I feel like when I think of like 70s and 60s rock, it was like people just did the same album over and over. Right. Like the Beatles were like the pop stars of the day and they just did the same shit. They did, yeah. And Madonna started doing like literally different genre mm-hmm. per album. It's crazy um, when you think about it. Like imagine the yeah. research, the like border literally, yeah. involved. <laughs> um, but it is it is interesting that I, pop stars, like rock stars don't have the same pressure to like change mm-hmm. it up. A few months ago, I watched that documentary on his dad on Netflix. John what? Casablancas, who's the founder of Elite Model Manage or Elite Models? No. And he was like pals with Epstein and Trump back in the day. Holy shit. It's crazy. The story's crazy. Yeah. And he, John Casablancas, like dated a bunch of like literal 12 year olds or like 14 year old women. Wow. Um, 
the documentary is so fucked because it's from his perspective he produced it so it's like basically an apology for all the shit that he did no but the story is crazy he's like there's literally pictures of him trump and epstein at like a model casting thing. what's this it's, documentary called i forget it's on netflix i think it's literally called casablanca or something like that it's so bad it's like really bad but i was like hooked wow because i was interested in seeing where julian came from everyone's dad really is a producer <laughs> <laughs> every famous father like actually got them where they are you know yeah no literally yeah but yeah anyways um let's move um, on let's move on yeah strokes for me zero strokes for you one. maybe one okay fine <laughs> so the last ep we're talking about is the christine of the queens la vita nuova like two months ago now basically um oh, end really? of february yeah, but there's a great song on it with Caroline Polachek called La Vita Nuova. I love that. I watched the music video last night. I hadn't seen it. The full film? So good. Really good. Oh, no, the full film, actually, just the music video. Okay, well, they just chopped that out of the full film. Oh, it's really good. The whole thing is great. It's a visual EP. There's a short mm. film. And, yeah, this is great to me. This is a hard one. You have to listen to this Christine and the Queen's EP because it really does rock. I think I agree. I've never been her fan and I actually didn't like her shit before, but mm. people have been sad. We talked about it on this podcast and we both really liked it. I really mm. like that song. And this, the one with Caroline is so good. Like, I listened yeah. to it for the first time yesterday mm. and it weirdly gave me Michael Jackson vibes, which could be like an insult, but to me, I was like, no, this is good. It's like, no, it's a, good. Sounds like a classic pop song. And like Caroline Polachek has like vocal runs for the gods. Like she really does a, a, a sound or two that just like rock me, you know, <laughs> like her verse is great. And they're like singing Italian. Like it's just. Yeah, it's crazy. To borrow a word from you, it's sublime. <laughs> I think you're borrowing that from Kant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I think you said it first. <laughs> At this point, this episode's so long, I think, I think you invented it. <laughs> and that's not even the only good song on the EP. So yeah, take a listen. Watch the video. Support Christine and the Queens. She actually sang on the One World live stream. And she oh, really? was the only person to not oversing. Caroline was in Club Quarantine last night for Danny, and she was dancing when her song played. She did the choreography for So Hot You're oh Hurting My, my Feelings. It's a bit embarrassing, but good for her. Yeah, just stream it. It's a one. It's a one for me, too, yeah. And, you know, that's that. That's that. Do you want to name a smash from the singles? Um, what is a COVID sleigh? What will Charlie. last? What will shine after post-pandemic? Right. You think Charlie forever? I think Charlie is I think you're right. of the moment, during the moment. I do think during, literally during the moment, not just like reheated from earlier. Yeah. Um, but I do think the close song still here is kind of like right. gorgeous in its own right. And gorgeous. just because it isn't about now doesn't mean it really doesn't suit it. It really suits it, is what I'm trying to say. It sounds yeah. great. I mean, it's it's possible for things that weren't made now to suit the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'll go with Chloe. Yeah, I'll go with Charlie, you think. For my COVID sleigh. Thank you very much to Australia, this time only. <laughs> and thanks to Great Britain for Charlie XCX. Yeah, thanks to the UK. It's a globalist podcast. For, for Shepherd's Pie mm. and Cadbury Chocolate. And yeah, we do stand Cadbury. Charlie XCX. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say? Okay. No. Before we go? Um, no, I miss you. I miss life. That's miss it. life, miss <laughs> you. Everyone, wash your hands. Get your hands out of your ass and put them <laughs> in the sink. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs>
<laughs> like, I mean, I can't add it there. <laughs> um, but we'll make it, folks, with the next. See you next time, basically. We'll see you next time. It's yeah. the gist of it, isn't it? Call us. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.